Alrighty everyone, welcome back to another episode of Law Schoolers. I'm excited to talk today about my summer clerkship that I've had uh, after my 1L year and that I've had throughout the summer. At the time of this recording, it's been just over a month of my summer clerkship. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be nearly the end of my summer clerkship. And I'm hoping this job continues into the next school year, but we'll see. Uh, plans are up in the air, so to speak, just because OCI's. Uh, OCIs are on-campus interviews, if you haven't heard of them before. Basically, people come, well, employers, potential employers come to the school, interview uh, potential candidates from the law school, and then will hire those candidates to work for them, either during the school year sometimes, and generally that's going to be the case for 2Ls and 3Ls, and then for 1Ls, it's going to be generally during their first summer and potentially carrying on into the next years. Anyway, so what I want to talk about is what I'm learning from my summer clerkship, not specifically cases, obviously, I can't disclose any of that kind of stuff, but just some of the takeaways, and then uh, maybe a bit of the law. Uh, I won't get into laws that I've talked about, but I do want to talk about maybe generally topics that I have focused on just by doing some of my legal research for this position. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Let's go ahead and just give an overview of what this is going to be about. We're going to talk about the different kinds of summer options that are available to law school students. This is going to kind of go along with the OCIs that I just briefly explained. And then I want to talk about some of the expectations that you may have during your first summer of law school, at least if you're doing the path that I am kind of following. And part of the reason why I want to do this now, and I'm not waiting for the end of the summer, is because after a month, I feel like things aren't going to change too much. My job is pretty set of here's how things are going to work. My expectations, I don't think, are going to alter very much. And so I feel like I'm confident right now in presenting this material accurately. So let's talk about some of the summer options that you may have during the summer. I guess this is coming a little late, but also it might not be because OCIs are just going to start up for those two wells. And then OCIs generally happen during the beginning of your spring semester for those one else and so this will be just a good prepper either way so what are some of the options that you may have for the summer well first you may just stay in school uh, this is a great opportunity uh, for students to get to know their professors graduate early uh, take the bar sooner and begin work after school the only downside to this is that there's going to be no external financial benefits because you are just staying in school and you're actually spending money to stay in school instead of making money unless if you have a scholarship but most scholarships as far as I know unless if you're doing full-time uh, don't apply to summer terms uh, so second option that you may have is that you may actually do school part-time and then uh, work with a professor and then you could also work part-time with a law firm and generally you're just if you're doing this option it's going to be part-time school part-time work with a professor that's going to be mostly as a research assistant and that's because professors do more than just research I mean teach they do research as well and half of their job a third of their job I'm not sure how much is not teaching it's more the managing of the research writing drafting editing all their projects that they are working on outside of their teaching role. And so this is an excellent opportunity for students to help professors uh, get familiar with them, get their feedback, get a little head because you're doing school part-time, 
and you're also making those connections that are going to be successful in networking later on if you want a federal clerkship, state clerkship, working with a uh, a court, whatever it may be, those connections with professors are vital. I've learned that during my undergrad. I didn't utilize it as much as I wanted during my undergrad. And one of my goals during law school is to utilize it more than I did. So this is probably your best option for developing those relationships with professors. Again, though, the downside of this is financial benefits are going to be quite minimal. Like I said, if you're doing school part-time, scholarships generally don't apply to part-time students. And then uh, pay from schools tend to be quite quite a bit lower than a summer clerkship position. So that leads me into this third option route that uh, students take. It's going to accept either a summer associate or a clerkship position. Uh, Same thing, just different terms. Law firms are often going to hire students to do a few things. Uh, They're going to, students are going to conduct research they're going to talk with clients and opposing counsel, or maybe they'll just draft those and then the attorneys will actually do the communication. But then they're also going to advise on the best way to move forward with cases. That's actually been the most startling thing for me is how reliable I have to be because the attorneys rely on me a lot. Uh, Depending on the firm that you go to, though, uh, pay is generally going to vary. Uh, There are some firms that pay a lot, other firms that pay very little. It depends on if you're in the public sector, if you're in a private office, small office, big office, uh, however it may be. Generally, if you have higher grades, you're more likely to get hired by the bigger firms. Lower grades lower firms unless that they have very high expectations of students and most firms obviously have high expectations so since firms have high expectations of you what are some of the expectations that you may have going into a summer position let's talk about research and writing workload and then any activities that the firm may have for you so i am currently following this third track uh, that I had mentioned. I got a summer position as a as a clerk at a local uh, law firm. Great, uh, great position. I've enjoyed it really uh, a, a lot so far, and so I'm quite exciting. Uh, sorry, quite excited to continue working with them if that becomes an opportunity later on. But what they expect is a lot of research and a lot of writing. That is the majority of my job. Those one L classes that you take, research and writing, extremely applicable. I can't emphasize that enough. You will use those two classes more than anything else. Of course, your doctrinal classes are going to be very helpful. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. For example, I've done uh, a lot of civil procedure-related research questions. I've done some tort-related research questions. I've done contract related research questions. And so these doctrinal classes are going to become very applicable. But a lot of the time, what you learn during law school may not necessarily be applied. You learn the background, you learn the basics, and then once you actually get into your clerkship or position, that's when you actually research the very tiny little details 
that expand your learning. So a lot of the time people come out of their clerkship saying, I learned more from my first clerkship than I did during my first year of law school. I've, I've heard that already just from students who have been uh, saying, sharing some of their experiences that they've had. So expect to do a lot of research. And then I would also emphasize too that you are expected to do a lot of writing. During my 1L year, we did a lot of practice writing memos, uh, specifically memos to internally to firms giving an analysis of the law. Once you do the research, obviously you got to convey that information, and lawyers are busy. They don't want to hear it verbally. I mean, they want to hear a summary verbally, but if they want to review your work, they're going to look at your memo. A lot of the time, they may just review your answer, but you need to do that full analysis because if it's incomplete, well, I haven't gotten in trouble, but I'm they, they, I've been told repeatedly that they would rather you spend a lot of extra time understanding a principle and drafting a fully uh, complete memo than just doing part work because you feel like the answer is quite simple or quite clear. So do a full analysis. Research and writing are the very, it is a very, very significant when it comes to your clerkship. What's the lurk, uh, workload kind of look like? Well, ultimately what I've learned is that you're gonna get what you asked for. Uh, my to-do list is generally between five to six projects at a time, and I focus on about two to three uh, clients at a time. Uh, these rotate, go around. If you express more interest in one client, then you're gonna get more products with that, so not products, uh, more projects related to that client. If you express less interest, you'll get less interest in that client. Ultimately, they want to keep you entertained. They don't want you to get bored because they want a good work product. If you get bored, you're not putting forward a good work product. They're not going to be happy. They're not going to want to give you projects. So ultimately, you get what you ask for. Keep yourself from getting bored, working hard, working a variety of projects with a variety of matters of different law. So what are some of the things, topics that I've talked about? talked about torts, uh, transferable uh, torts, I've talked about indemnity, I've talked about adding parties, joining a parties, i talked about uh, contract law, uh, specifically with consequential damages, we've focused on what other things? There's a big one that I was excited to share. Talked about statute of limitations. Okay, a wide variety of projects. Those are the first ones coming to my mind. Uh, I won't give an analysis on the law, who those clients are for, etc., just because I can't share that stuff. At least I don't think I can share that stuff. But lots of exciting things. That's just an overview of a couple of the uh, topics that I've had to conduct extra research. Like I mentioned, those projects... Uh, those topics are broad categories of doctrinal that I got more specific within those doctrinal categories. And then lastly, I want to talk about some of the activities that the lawyers do for students. Uh, they like to take the clerks on a lot of activities. Uh, 
most of the time this is a selling point that the clerks do. They like to market these social events that they have. Uh, these can range from going to golf, uh, having meals, going to baseball games, uh, shooting, whatever else it is. Uh, a lot of the time these are, in my opinion, considered a luxury and kind of premium service that you get, especially when you don't get very many other benefits. So these activities are something that you enjoy and grow to look forward to. But all in all, my summer clerkship has been a very rewarding experience. I've learned a lot. It's been a lot of fun, and I anticipate that it will continue to be a lot of fun in the future. That's everything. Hope you have a good one. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.